Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Recognize that familiar twang anywhere. That was Jimbo Fisher on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin earlier in the week. And what's interesting is he was talking about the great Florida tight end, Kyle Pitts, who many people project to be a great NFL tight end. Less than a week from now, for someone, when we were talking about Kyle Pitts, it didn't even really come up. We were asking Jimbo about his team, and then Key, you remember, he took a hard right turn and said, oh, by the way, you know, they played Florida. It was a great game. The Texas A&M won in the final seconds. One of the most thrilling games of the college football season. But Jimbo, who's recruited a ton of high-wattage talent everywhere he's been, uh, couldn't help himself, unprovoked. Now watch out for that kid. Kyle Pitts. So here's the question off the jump. How good can this guy be and can he elevate a team and get them quote unquote over the top? Here's an interesting point. The Arizona Cardinals are a team that have been scuffling for a while. They actually have the 16th overall pick in the draft. They will pick today in the KJZ mock draft that's coming up at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Today we'll do teams 13, 14, 15, and 16. Bookended by the Los Angeles Chargers at 13. The Cardinals are at 16. We'll see what our experts say a little later this morning. But since the Arizona Cardinals last made the playoffs in 2015, they have won seven games, eight games, three games, five games, and then last year when eight and eight, which Key was sweating out all season long. All right, so that's exactly where the Cardinals have been, haven't been to the playoffs in about a half decade or so. But even though they've got Kyler Murray and they've got this offense with Cliff Kingsbury, they haven't quite shown the ability to get over the hump. So what would lead ESPN NFL analyst Dan Orlovsky, 12 years in the NFL as a quarterback, to say well. that an 8-8 eight and eight team that hasn't made the playoffs in a half decade could be a Super Bowl contender? Mm. If they pick up Pitts, Kyle Pitts doesn't necessarily have to play. Okay, my fingers are in the ground and I'm going to go play tight end. He's just going to be really a wide receiver in kind of this four spread offense. Hmm. And if I'm Steve Kime, I'm calling the general manager of the Cardinals. I'm calling Terry Fontenot and go, okay, I'll give you the 16th pick. And I'll give you the 49th pick this year. And then I'm only going to start with my second round pick for next year, though. And just to see if I can get him to bite. And I just think Hmm. that if candidly. If you told me the Cardinals went and got Kyle Pitts, I can legit sit here and say, okay, they're a Super Bowl contender. I I feel that confident in Kyle Pitts is such a special player that he immediately becomes Kyler Murray's Travis Kelsey. Okay, so Terry Fontenot is the new general manager of the Atlanta Falcons. So in that scenario, Dan is saying, can you somehow move up into the top four to grab him from 16? But regardless, if the Cardinals were to get their hands on Kyle Pitts by hook or by crook, whatever method they need to do to get this talent. Is Dan right, or does this seem a little far-fetched right now? You said it. I don't need to say it. You said far-fetched. Like, I don't know what Dan is thinking, saying, doing, studying, or seeing. Uh, I've been around this league a very long time, both in college and professional, much like Dan. I've never seen an air raid system utilize a tied in worthy of the top five picks in the NFL. Never. I've never – I can go all the way back to Hal Mummy in the air raid in Kentucky, mm-hmm. all the way through Oklahoma. The best guy at Oklahoma was Gresham, if I can remember, and they wasn't really even running the air raid back then. So when you think about Texas Tech and kick Cliff Kingsbury, they once had a guy that caught a few balls there. But other than that, they don't utilize the tight end position. Now, I know what Dan is saying, that you could – he's not a – in the ground tied in. So if he's not an in the ground tied in, well, why the hell am I drafting him 
in the top five? Am I drafting him to replace Larry Fitzgerald because I need a bigger body? Well, I could just get a big body wide receiver that has more fast twitch in the later rounds and be fine if that's all I'm looking for is a red zone target. Wouldn't you, when you think about that offense and especially him, and he's small, right? Wouldn't you, and he runs, you would want a tight end that's his forte is blocking. That his forte is to be – now he can catch, but the forte is blocking. I can't imagine why you'd want to add another skill player inside when really you need somebody that can continue to allow him to move around. Because as we've seen, when he gets hit, he gets hurt. Yes. Like, like that, that's, that's something to me that doesn't make sense. And you mean but, but Kyler wait, Murray. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, can I take it a step further, though? You add a tight end and they become a Super Bowl. Like, you well, I was add, gonna get there. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna bring you there because that's the part. Like, you you react to the system. I react to the hyperbole. Wait a minute. When did they become one player away and that player would be a rookie at tight end? A Super Bowl contender? Are they even the best team in their division if they no, get him? No. They're not. They're it's, still not even the top three. Did we forget that the Rams just added Matt Stafford? No, I get it. Like, did we forget that in that defense? Did we forget also in this division that you have another great defense in San Francisco once they get healthy again? Also, and I know that they're going through some stuff right now, but Seattle and Russell Wilson are also a pretty damn good team. How would they get elevated to Super Bowl contender with one player as a rookie as a tight end? In what in the history of the NFL has a tight end ever showed up somewhere and instantly became a Super Bowl contender? And don't say Gronk. Well, no, it was a quarterback. Right. I'm yeah, saying, well, was, Gronk yeah. showed up after the quarterback. Yeah, it, was and a, they it, was, it was a quarterback right. for the Tampa Bay so Buccaneers. That's, that, that's the part of the statement that caught my attention, well, not I, even the system. I think Dan, what Dan is saying is it, it, with Dan, Dan gets a little hyped. So I'm going to defend him a little bit. That's what I like about him. And, and so what he's saying is, Essentially, he replaces Larry Fitzgerald with the size, the ability to mismatches, yeah. all of those things. I don't need to take him if that's what I'm looking for. I can get somebody who's tall, rangy, and a nice red zone target for me at a cheaper price and will do the same things that I'm asking Kyle Pitts to do you would, within my system you would at the receiver position. Right, and you would have to do that later in the draft or through free agency because in this draft, you're not getting that tall, rangy receiver. Oh, I can find me one. You yeah. may not be on Mel Kuyper's list mm-hmm. in the top 10 guys, but oh, I can find me one. I may even have one named Keyshawn Johnson who plays for the Arizona Cardinals who's in his third year there, who's about 6'2 and some change, who's long, who's had some bright moments that I may want to bring along and put him in the red zone to see what it is. Because that's all Kyle Pitts essentially becomes if you're thinking, oh, he goes to Arizona in, within this offense. The Arizona Cardinals need offensive line help. It doesn't matter. Kyler Murray, first yes. of all, does yeah, not want to throw the ball on his back. He wants to be upright. He doesn't want to be running around. He doesn't want to be touched. Scrambling for his life playing scramble drill. Yes. Oh, scramble drill. You get open, you get open, and I'm just going to throw the ball. He doesn't want to do that. He wants to play quarterback by stepping up in the pocket, delivering the football. If you decide to take a skill position player there as Arizona rather than an offensive line help, shame on you. That's it's shame on you. And the 49, not the 49ers, Arizona Cardinals ain't going to no damn Super Bowl. So let's just <laughs> – they ain't even close to being That's a contender. What I, mean. I can't believe they, you didn't so start all the conversation of a sudden, there. Well, because I didn't want to do that, but now I'm doing it. <laughs> you mean to tell me they're better than all three teams within their division? They're better than the New Orleans Saints, the Green Bay Packers, the Dallas Cowboys. Who am I missing? I'm missing somebody else? Am I missing another team that I'm not thinking about? 
I mean, are they better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Like, come on, man, stop. Like, you just with passed up. With one player. Up, now, remember, with one, one player. You player. just passed up about nine damn teams. So it's ten teams that are legit contenders, and Arizona happens to be one. Yeah, that's why oh, that take okay. doesn't hold. That why, that's why that take doesn't hold. Water. When they need defensive backs, man, come on, stop. Dan, Dan's just Danning. I would just say, I think, lastly, you're in a situation here where this is like a make-or-break year for yes. Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, I don't think they can really mess around with this pick. I mean, I think they feel like they have the offense under the quarterback they want and the offensive system they've implemented under Kingsbury. It just feels like it wouldn't be a risky pick because, obviously, this is an offensive league. It's an offensively-based team, and you're adding one of the best players, if not the best offensive player, in the draft. But I don't think that's where they need their yeah. most help. And no, every, everybody, every single team, all 32, can use a Kyle Pitt. Yeah. Don't, no matter who you got. We all understand that and know that. But, but that's not your priority. That's not, if that's, that's not your first priority. priority, you're pretty much set everywhere else. But, yes. but, but to Zubin's point, this make-or-break year for them, we also forget how that season ended for the Cardinals. They, they had a great start. They were putting up big numbers. And then that season ended poorly. I mean, if there was not one great catch – by Hopkins, right. a great catch by Hopkins. They're I mean, that would have—that's a disaster of a season. So yeah, they—they've got to work on a lot of other things. But the most important thing is to protect that quarterback that they put so they invested so exactly. much. Exactly, and and that's not there. And, and then when you talk about the system, that's just not what they do. They don't mm-hmm. utilize the tight end. That's why tight ends don't like the air raid. I mean, you go back, and I know it's different. I don't even think Mike Leach. I don't even think Mike Leach even had a tight end on the roster at Washington State or Mississippi State. Uh, you're going X's and O's. Well, that's, that's what me. it is. It bore me with X's and O's. We are presented by Progressive <laughs> Home Insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. On the way, if four quarterbacks go in the first four picks, it would be history-making. We've never seen that before. Four quarterbacks out of the gate at the NFL draft. But the Broncos are sitting there at nine, not sold on their quarterback. So what should they do? Our NFL on ESPN Radio draft co-host and huge Broncos fan, L. Duncan, here to answer that question when Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin rolls on. On smart speakers everywhere, just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So you ready for the draft? Let's get started. The 2021 NFL Draft, live from Cleveland, Ohio. Coverage of round one begins Thursday, April 29th on ESPN Radio, ESPN, and on ABC. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Well, the countdown is on to the 2021 NFL Draft. Join me, L. Duncan, Kevin Degani, full coverage of the first three rounds on ESPN Radio. From key quarterback selections, the blockbuster trades, and instant pick-by-pick reaction from Mike Tannenbaum, Bart Scott, and Ian Fitzsimmons. Don't miss a moment of your team's draft day decisions that'll shape the future of the franchise. Coverage begins Thursday, April 29th, 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. So the KJZ mock draft rolls on this morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, picks 13 through 16. But if you want the real thing, you just heard it there. L. Duncan, Kevin Nagandi leading the way on ESPN Radio again next Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And Key L. joins us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. Yo, what up, L.? Yo, what up, Key? What up, Z? What up, Alan? How y'all doing? What's happening? Good. Let me ask you this, though. What number in my uniform do I look like I would be? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, besides the obvious, besides 19. Yeah. Um, I believe I had read before, Key, because I know that you're really the one that sort of started this trend, right, with receivers that decided to, to jump out of the 80s. They sort of followed your suit. I did, Didn't you used to rock three? Is yeah. That, that was your number? And yeah. yeah. So um, I'm not going to lie. You give me – I get big, like, 80 energy oh, from you. Oh, God. Only because wow. That's I so do. ugly. Only, I, I it's because I don't know if it's because I'm old and like I just sort of grew up and that's what receivers wore and so I just think of like when I think of the receivers I think of them in the 80s but I mean I guess 19 maybe big 10 energy like I could see you a nice round flat even 10 too. No, see Al, don't ugly. you think that if you think about the number right he wore 19 it's the same template just reversed if you said 81 all right like it's the same Fair. exact template or 10 same template but he for some reason thinks that's ugly. I, I don't understand it's, it. It's very ugly. But we so, certainly move on. Uh, you think uh, that '80s numbers are like not swaggy? Um, key is that sort of the? Is that what's your what's your what's your gripe with that? Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. Doesn't have any snack crackle pop to it. I'm <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Just, so L, L the uh, a tight end that does have snap crackle pop in this draft is Kyle Pitts, and he's 84, and mm-hmm. Keyshawn believes that that fits him. But th- would it fit if he's available? a team like the Cowboys, should they go offense if a player of that caliber is available? Oh, um, first of all, I don't think that Kyle Pitts is going to be available Mm -hmm. to the Cowboys. Um, Personally, if you're talking about a guy who's being compared to every hall of fame tight end um, imaginable, I just can't see, you know, I'm I'm not sure that he's the right fit for the Falcons just because, I mean, listen, he's the right fit anywhere, Um, but it's based on need. And for me, the Cowboys have a few other needs outside of offensive um, players. I think they'll probably have their first shot at a defensive player potentially off the board. And I'm, I'm thinking that a Patrick Sertan could do a lot more for them than someone like a Kyle Pitts in the immediate, right? That defense definitely needs some bolstering. Um, but the idea that, that the Falcons would choose Kyle Pitts, again, that doesn't make sense to me either. Matt Ryan's issue is not a dearth of weapons. He's got plenty of those. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's really intriguing. It's, I think it comes down to draft philosophy, right? Are you of the thinking that you go for the best overall available player in the draft? Obviously, Trevor Lawrence won't be there, but Kyle Pitts would be second in most people's minds. So do you go that way or do you go for need? That's the question. We'll find out next Thursday night as L and the crew lead our coverage on ESPN Radio again Thursday night, 7 p.m., pick-by-pick analysis. L is a big Broncos fan. The Broncos pick in the top 10. They're picking at number 9. They have a new general manager. It's not the general George Payton. It's the general manager, George Payton. (laughs) Right now they have Drew Locke. I want you to take a listen, L, to what Payton said with regards to maybe getting Locke a little bit of competition. Remember, the Broncos sitting there at 
number nine. Here's Peyton. We'll get your thoughts on it. Yeah, I don't know about week one. We're really high on Drew. I like seeing Drew here every morning when I come in. He's working hard. He's trending in the right direction. As you know, he has a lot of talent. I think he's becoming a better pro. But we're going to still look at the quarterback position. You know, I've I've said since I got here, we want to bring in competition, and that's the goal. Um, And we plan on doing that. So, L, if let's say somehow Fields or Lance gets down there, Mac Jones is still available as a Bronco fan, what would you like to see them do if any of those guys are available? Well, I'm not sure that it's just like a a carte blanche, like if any of those guys are available, take them. Um, I mean, I do think that a guy like a Trey Lance would work well with what um, John Elway likes to do. And again, I know that the Broncos keep trying to downplay how much input he's going to have into this because of how many whiffs he's had over the years. Um, But it it definitely fits sort of the prototype that John Elway seems to fall in love with, what Trey Lance had. Listen, they got to do it. And I don't care what Peyton says. They have been flirting with every single quarterback whose whose name has potentially been floated. They were in supposedly on Matt Stafford. That didn't work because the Lions wanted Jerry Judy and the Broncos just felt like that was too rich of a price. They have been linked to Deshaun Watson since before, you know, all of this controversy. And, you know, if you believe some reports, they were sort of in on the Sam Darnold. So, they obviously know they need to upgrade that position. Drew Locke, I think, is the guy that's going to make a really fantastic uh, backup quarterback, you know, <laughs> someone that you can depend on. Um, but he's not going to take them back to the promised land. I think Broncos fans have been really, really patient, all things considering, right? Like, we're not Boston. We don't expect to win the Super Bowl every single year. But we're now talking about five years running of not making the postseason, and something has got to change. Um, and so I think that there's a lot of pressure on the Broncos organization to get it right with the quarterback. I do not know that there is a short, in fact, I know there is not a short bet with what would be available to them um, at number nine. But despite the fact we don't make the playoffs, the Broncos never pick in the top 10, right? Like we almost always are sort of middle of the road, 16 through 20 is our sweet spot. So this is one of the higher draft picks that you you've had for some years. They need to absolutely get it right. And then thinking based on all of the need, quarterback would be the strongest. I think if Trey Lance somehow falls to them, they would absolutely snatch him up. Zubin, you two have a love of fest as we with the Denver Broncos. Who should they pick? It's hard to say. I think they want to give Locke every opportunity to win the job, but what L says makes the most sense to me. You know, they haven't been to the playoffs. They've not played in a playoff game since Peyton Manning retired. Super Bowl 50. Correct. When he locked off the field and Von Miller won in the Super Bowl, that seems like 20 years ago. I mean, think about how long it seems like it's been since yeah. Peyton Manning has played in the NFL, but that was their last playoff game and to L's point everybody's always compared to uh, John Elway and there's a fall there's a there's a uh, there's a there's a long fall between John Elway Paxton Lynch Trevor Simeon and all those whiffs that they have had in between that list is getting longer and longer too it's becoming like Elway's becoming the Joe Namath of that franchise now you gotta be real careful mm-hmm. with, with that but with that with that in mind L um what what team would be the one to, to trade up, like, are the Patriots that team, too? Like, where you feel like they're at that point now, or if there's – because this is such a quarterback draft, they got to be aggressive and try to get their quarterback because they don't have one on the roster for the future? 100%. Yes, and I think I think the Patriots have to make a move here. Um, I know that's not what they knew. I know they don't draft quarterbacks in the first round, but, you know, Cam Newton, if he can sort of return back to the Cam that we saw, the hybrid Cam that we saw in the beginning of the year before he had COVID – that's still just a stopgap. I mean, we all know that Cam Newton is not the future there, and obviously Jared Stidham isn't either. I think Justin Fields is a really interesting prospect there. We always give Josh McDaniels credit for how innovative and creative and what an offensive genius that he is. 
Um, and so I think that, you know, a, a coach that you know, got Tim Tebow to win a few games, right, and win a playoff game could probably um, <laughs> do the same thing uh, for a Justin Fields and really work with his skill set because Justin Fields has such an upside, such a – I'm really – I don't know how you guys – you know, feel about this Justin Fields sort of fall, if you will, that we've been experiencing the last couple of weeks, but it just seems nonsensical to me that we could evaluate Trey Lance based on not last season, because he only played one game, but the season before, but not evaluate Justin Fields in the same way. It's as if Justin Fields is being punished for actually coming back in a COVID shortened season because his 2019 was as good as, as anybody's. I mean, it was Joe Burrow and then Justin Fields. So I think he has a ton of upside, um, and I think that he could do very, very well in that Patriots offense. You give him a chance behind a Cam Newton for a year to really learn, um, and he's got a lot of the same intangibles that Cam does as well, right? A big arm, great pocket presence, but the ability to run and, and extend plays with his legs. So I think that Justin Fields is a great fit there in New England, and they've got to make a move because, again, I mentioned Broncos fans patient. Patriots fans, not so much, especially when they're watching Tom Brady immediately win Super Bowls in Tampa. Yeah, I don't think Justin Fields will be in New England because I don't even think, L, he's even going to drop that far. I, I understand. You don't? Where, okay. Where I understand where everybody, everybody continues. And as I keep telling the guys here, and I'll tell you, the information that's coming out is not coming out from the decision makers. That That's the mm-hmm. key. It's not coming from – the personnel guys, the general managers, the presidents of the teams, the head coaches, or the owners. It's just draft season. It's silly season is what I like to call it. This is mm-hmm. what happens in these situations. I want to ask you, with the third pick, the San Francisco 49ers obviously moved up uh, to get to the third spot. Who should they take at the quarterback spot? I mean, Justin Fields. You know, to your point – I'm I'm talking as if he'll be available at the Patriots based on what I'm hearing, but I would think, I still think that he is the second best quarterback in this draft, you know, no offense to Zach Wilson. Um, but I would say that the Niners, you know, I understand that Kyle Shanahan's offense is a little bit different than Mike Shanahan's, but they do a lot of the same things in terms of their bootlegging and the motion and Justin Fields is, is perfect for that. Like I said, great passer, great mobility. He'll fit well in that system. If you think he needs to quote unquote red shirt, which is by the way, not a thing that any of these dudes do. I think there's some stat guys. It's like 16 of the last 18 quarterbacks that were taken in the top five um, didn't actually red shirt. They played a significant amount of games, their rookie season. So it stands to reason that at some point, these guys are all going to be on the field and have some significant snaps. And who better than Justin Fields to step into a system that already has so many weapons in place? I understand, conversely, that's why they're saying they want to go with Jimmy G is because they feel like they're already a playoff team. And, and for all intents and purposes, they are. But he would be, I think, a great fit with what Kyle Shanahan does and the weapons around him. And as Kia said, L, many times before, Garoppolo completes that pass to Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl. We're not talking about Justin Fields. We're not talking about moving up to the third pick. We're talking about comparing Jimmy G to Joe Montana and Steve Young. That's how tight the margins are. One pass can change it all. L, Kevin Nagandi, Mike Tannenbaum, Ian Fitzsimmons, Bart Scott, all on the way next Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern for pick-by-pick analysis right here on ESPN Radio at the 2021 NFL Draft. L, great to catch up. We'll look for you on SportsCenter tonight, and we'll see you on the radio next Thursday. All right, appreciate you guys. Thanks for the time. Uh-huh. That's the great Al Duncan on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. The show generally is always dictated, Key, as you know, by numbers. What's hot? Literally, though, that is the case this morning. Key played 
with number 19. Yeah. Key basically saying, look, certain guys don't look good in certain numbers. Certain guys look perfect in their digit or digits. And that's what we're asking this morning. And you guys and gals have weighed in. We're kind of asking you what number Key looks like. Does he look like a 19? Does he look like a (laughs) 3? Key says Jerry Rice doesn't look like an 80. You tell us. Is it all about personification, personality, your last name, a, a short last name with a short number, a big last name with a double digit, whatever you want, you fill us in. This is a topic that has really resonated with the fellas. Let's go to John in Alabama. You're on ESPN Radio. You can talk draft. You could talk numbers. You could talk whatever you want. Good morning, John. What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? Hey. What's happening? Hey, what's going on? Hey, so a uh, couple things, man. Uh, Key, I think you uh, – that number 19 looked perfect on you, guy. Uh, I think it's a fashion statement, really, man, when it comes to those numbers. Uh when it comes to it's a swag statement, you know. Yeah. But uh, one, one, one more thing. I don't understand why you got why you guys are so down on uh, on Mac Jones. He had a Joe Burrow year. Could could y'all help me understand why Mac Jones is not looked at as a top tier quarterback coming into this draft? That sounds like a guy that's John in Alabama, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you he did have a Joe Burrow year, and Joe Burrow had a ton of weapons on both the defense and the offensive side of the ball in his year and a half as starting quarterback for LSU. You could say the same things about Mac Jones. I just think with you look at even when Joe Burrow came out, I wasn't one to say, "Oh God, he's a can't miss first round pick." You don't know what the finished product is going to be. He certainly showed out in his time in Cincinnati, which gave you hope to think that okay. He may have you may be on to something. Key, here's the question. Right, a top tier, he's probably gonna go in the top ten. So I'd call him a top tier quarterback, but here's the question. What does he do that's dynamic Nothing. compared to everybody else? Nothing. No, he just does everything well. Right? Yeah, I guess. Right. I guess you could say right. that. And, or, that, and that's that's why people... people aren't excited about him because he's not there's nothing, not one thing that you say, man, that is elite. It's just he's really good at everything, and that kind of suggests Alex Smith game manager type of quarterback, which could fit in certain places. But there's nothing that jumps off the page that gets you excited. That's why people aren't excited about it. But what also happens, and you got to really follow this and pay attention to it, much like Alan is saying, there's nothing that jumps off the page. Mm -hmm. So the first thing people try to do is justify by saying how smart he is. Oh, he can get you in and out. Every damn quarterback is smart. That's why they're the starting quarterbacks. (laughs) But people will sell you on that. In a heartbeat, Zubin. Oh, he's really smart. He get he knows the complicated offense that Kyle Shanahan runs. They all do. You don't think Jimmy G knows it? Go ahead. Okay, we'll get back to your numbers conversation with Key. What number does Key look like? He donned 19, he donned three, but do those numbers work? Are they perfect? What would he look better in? Your calls, believe it or not, are firing in as fast as any topic we've had. We'll get to all of them in just a moment. But first, this Sports Center update. Luca in the jump circle against Caruso. A screen by Hardaway. Caruso fights over the screen. Shot clock at seven. To his right. Step out from it. Finds Carly Stein. Right to Hardaway. Right corner. Finney Smith three-pointer with two minutes remaining. And the Mavericks go up 113 to 106. 115, 110 the final. Those are some numbers. He can't wear a 115 or a, a 110. That was on 103-3. ESPN in Dallas, Allen mentioning how AD looks in his jersey. AD back for the first time. He missed 30 games, 10 weeks. He was a little rusty, as you might expect. Four points, about 16 or 17 minutes on the floor. Two for 10 from the field. Only really played 
in the first half. City could have gone 20. Lakers lose. Lakers and Mavs again. Dallas and L.A. tangling tomorrow night on ESPN Radio as well as ABC with coverage beginning at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Big game playoff positioning, especially for Dallas. The Padres hand keys Dodgers their first home loss of the season. They're now 6-1 and one right. at Chavez Ravine. A tight 3-2 win. The Padres strike first in this most recent series between the two. Four game set which will end Sunday night on ESPN on ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. So for all of you hearing the buzz and the chatter about Tatis and Machado and Mookie and want to see these two take the field, you'll have a chance to do so in front of the country Sunday night on ESPN. Saturday night it's UFC 261. It'll be on ESPN Plus from Jacksonville. Kamaru Usman, Jorge Masvidal for the welterweight title. We got Daniel Cormier, one of the best to ever step in the octagon on the way here in about 40 minutes to get us set for what will be UFC 261 in front of 15,000 fans in Jacksonville, really? Florida. Really? Indeed. But if you've been following the UFC and you know Dana White, you know, this isn't a big surprise. Just a matter of time. Sports Center brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. It's time for some Straight Talk. Cutting your wireless bill in half feels good. Home run in the ninth good. Straight Talk offers 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month. Up to 50% less than the other guys on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract. No compromise. Hustle face, 20. Rick Mahorn. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> Alan, are you taking offense to this? You've had a chance to settle down after Key's given you some of the number. You've come to accept this? I, no, I don't accept it at all. It's just... You look like a hustle face. You know I look, what a hustle face I, I'll, is, right? I accept that now in my life. By the way, shout out R.I.P. Shock G. Playing a little yeah. digital underground right now. Another one from our generation, Key, that passed away, right? Mm, it's, it's generation way too often. In, yeah. You know, it's like one every, Age of every week or so. That just feels like that, doesn't it? But if, when you get older, you pay more attention to this stuff. <laughs> so we're yeah, asking still. this I got morning, a long ways to go. On the numbers <laughs> Me too, tip, I let's hope. hope. <laughs> let's hope. On the numbers tip, what number does Key look like? 19, 3, you just heard what he thinks Allen would look best in. <laughs> and the phone lines are... Filling up. Let's go to Mark in Queens, New York. Good morning, Mark. Hey, Mark. Not, Mark. Mark. Let's go Mark, to- Queens, let's go. No, let's, go to, let's go to Lou in Jersey. What do you got? How's it going, guys? What's happening? Uh, I think his, his base number is 12. I mean, I could go with a 12. I could go with 12. I can as make rec- 12 work. As a receiver? Absolutely. No, no. That's no. 12, by the way, 12, you can't wear in the NFL ever again. No one can wear well, 12. Well, that's then. true. Well, like 12 is out. 12 is off. 12 well, is like 99. You can't wear anywhere. You can't wear 12 in the NFL. You can't come in that's as a true. quarterback and put no, 12 true. on your body no, and walk in the locker room. As because a, everybody's going to look at you going, who, you Tom Brady but, now? But you Aaron Rodgers now? QB. You can't wear You can't 12. wear it as a receiver no, either. You can still rock it as a receiver. You can 12. Rock. You can't wear it as a quarterback. The, the number. Is specific to position. No, see, that would tell me now. See, because you, you said the – well, you're talking about numbers and you're saying that it's like about swag and everything. Yeah. But if I see 12, again, what do I think? You said that about me. As a 44, because you're a hustle guy. If I see a dude wearing 12, yeah. 
right away I'm in. I'm like, I'm not you that. think you're a quarterback. No, I'm not thinking that unless the guy plays quarterback is the only way I'm thinking you're not Aaron Rodgers, you're not Tom Brady. How could you have way. the audacity to wear number 12 in the NFL after these two guys retire? If you play another position, you can. You no. can't do it at quarterback. You can't do that. Yes, you can. You're going to tell me that a defenseman in the NHL can wear 99 because he's not a he's not a forward, so it really doesn't count as Gretzky. No, it's no, you can't. A hockey, you can't do it because it's the great one. Well, he also can't because it's retired by the entire. Tom, league. Well, yeah, it's I understand. By I, it's hypothetical, Evan. But first of all, 12 <laughs> is hey, the you, greatest you of all time, be, like Gretzky. But damn hockey, man. No, but there's multiple people that have worn 12 from Terry Bradshaw. To Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I understand. It, so it's but a, after it now. Nah, after Tom Brady. Is Tom Brady the greatest ever play? Well, I mean, yeah. Okay. I guess you okay. Could, one well, would well argue. Then, but then you probably, if you're a quarterback, yeah, you should play But Terry Bradshaw wore 12, and he was the greatest to ever play at that time. Yeah. And Tom Brady wore 12, mm-hmm. and, that, and Aaron Rodgers wore 12. Yeah. So at quarterback, you can't do it. I don't get that. You can't do it at quarterback. I but a receiver, get, I, I can a, rock 12 a receiver, all day long. A receiver, wearing, Zubin, a, receiver, a receiver wearing 12 in the NFL, wouldn't that be the weirdest thing? Like, I, that I, wouldn't look right. See, I, I take it the other way in terms of, I understand what you guys are saying, paying respect. But I think there's a paying homage. Like, if I grew up admiring Michael Jordan, and, and I get it, you don't have to play in the NBA, but if you're on your freshman or JV or varsity high school basketball team, that's cool. and you want to wear 23, you're paying yeah. homage. So no, that's if you different. beat the it's odds that's, that's and get high to school. the highest level of basketball, but yeah. people are telling you, you'll never be a pro, yeah. you got to work on something else, and you make it, and your inspiration was that. If, you're, if, if Jason yes. Kidd was your inspiration, you wanted to wear five, and Michael was your inspiration, and you made it to the NBA, yeah. I think you should be able to wear but that it, it, number. You can wear it without restriction we're not saying you can't wear it what we're saying what is comes you're not going to look right <laughs> wearing it no yeah. but I mean, you guys said you should retire 12 i mean if you grew up a tb12 fan of your 10 year old you're not gonna look Boston, right though nah. you're just not gonna look right it's not that's be a right. specific position that's a specific thing. you cannot yeah. if there's a kid in southern california that's playing seven on seven now and catching passes and his dad grew up as a big fan of yours and he said dad i'm going to sc or i'm going to even if they're SC. going to ucla wherever they're going but i grew up and you, the, he used to show me VHS. I'm not being VHS tapes of key running routes, and I want to wear 19. Wouldn't you accept that as like a like that? That'd be yes, like an amazing we're compliment. Talking about high school, right? Or we're talking about college. But when you move on to the pros, there's only two guys that right now, right now today, that can wear 23 in the NBA and get away with it: Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Mm-hmm. It's just. Everybody else is so below them that when they wear 23, the expectations is you're going to be LeBron or you're going to be Michael Jordan. And if it doesn't work out that way, people look at it different. But it's a look good, feel good thing. If you come out there rocking 23, I mean, it, don't, doesn't that amp you up a little bit out there? You got to be you got to be close to their level to wear it, though, dog. I'm just telling you. No, it's yeah. almost like wearing 33 to cap, right? Scottie Pippen wore 33, but Scottie Pippen, top 50 all time, he's championships. So it worked. If Scottie Pippen had wore 33 and he bombed, it just it would be ugly. But we need to break. Okay. Evan's screaming at me. On the way. And Allen's screaming at Evan. On the way, a <laughs> running back who wore eight in college. What he did off the field looks good no matter how you slice it. And he's headed to the NFL. We'll ask him about his incredible journey over the last year after Key has this from Indeed. 
Connoisseur Case Management and Guru of Global Sales. Whoever you're looking to hire, you can find them at Indeed. Sponsor a job post at Indeed's Instant Match, searches millions of resumes in their database, and immediately delivers a list of quality candidates whose resumes fits your job description. You can add an Indeed skills test so candidates can show you their skills that go beyond the resume. No wonder Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Coming up this morning with Greeny, Ohio State head football coach Ryan Day, as our coverage of the NFL draft continues. Ryan Day with Greeny, this morning at 1130 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. John J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Kylan Hill joins us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. Was a stud at Mississippi State, will soon be a stud for someone in the National Football League, and if his accomplishments off the field are any indication, his next chapter on the field will be illustrious. We'll get to all of that in just a moment, but the draft is less than a week away. Key, let's have a little fun with Kylan, who wore eight in college, and will have a number next to his name soon when we find out what pick he is in the 2021 draft starting next Thursday. Kylan, oh, good morning. He, oh, I was waiting for him. <laughs> Hey, good morning, everybody. How you everybody doing? What's happening, man? Right, so we're just relaxing. Just relaxing. Let me ask you this: How big are you? Uh, to my weight wise. No size, size, just overall height, weight. I'm around five eleven, two fifteen. You know, and I thought that, and the reason I thought you was probably a five eleven, two fifteen guy is because you wore number eight. You look like a five eleven, two ten guy. And I was talking to these yeah. guys earlier about the numbers and how a number factors into the personality of the player. Like you don't look yeah. like a twenty five at a running back position. You look like a single digit, and so 
that conversation is something that we've been having because they've been knocking me on certain numbers for certain players. So how did you go about <laughs> picking number eight? Uh, actually, um, growing up, my favorite player was Percy Harvey. Uh, so he won number eight in Florida, so that just stuck with me. Like, because I like when I get to college, I'm at number eight, so I just basically be just like him in some way, you know. So I looked up to him. He was a fine player, you know, somebody that I looked up to. So I just said I'm gonna stick with eight. Mm-hmm. So you've had a lot going on over the past year, or so on and off the field. How much have you been able to process everything over the last eleven months or so? Uh, everything, you know, everything just been going been going real fast lately because of COVID. So everything not the same. But for me, I feel like I got the easy road. Just basically, I signed with Clutch Sports, so they they manage everything for me very well. So everything's been smooth so far. Kylan, let me take our listeners inside some of the change that you have enacted, just in case they're unfamiliar. I would assume many people know what you're capable of doing on Saturdays, but not so much um, what you did on November 3rd. So, Keith, we want to have a number next to this kid. Let's go with the three, November 3rd. Kylan, obviously, you know that's a huge day for you. That was the day that, you know, basically after 126 years, the stars and bars in Mississippi State flag came down with your push, with your impetus. It's been replaced by the new Magnolia. On that very day, by the way, approved by 68% of voters in that southern state, which certainly says something that's overwhelming, more than two out of every three voters opting for the change. That same day, Kylan, you opted out of your senior season and said, I'm getting ready for the draft. I just want you to take me back to November 3rd. All the work, you stuck your neck out to do this. People responded in a very positive fashion. What were you thinking on that day? Because personally, it's a huge day for you because you're opting out. But in many ways, a bigger day for the state because of the charge you led. What were you thinking, feeling, November third, twenty twenty? Uh yeah, well, yeah. When I opted out, you know, I'm, I opted out. Um, I say the right way before I opted out. So I had to, I had to sit down with my team. You know, I had a conversation with all the guys. You know, I didn't want to be a distraction. So I, I just basically let them know if I opted out, how would you guys feel? You know, they were 100 percent behind me. So every like. To then to now, you know, I had my head focused on one task. Uh, you know, uh, being selected in the NFL draft, just being focused and just basically make preparing myself so I can be ready to go. So when I enter. What about the flag thing? Though? What about the flag? I really want to know about you know when you saw that you put your name out there, your rep out there. It was not a popular stance to take, according to some. Yet the voters o- approved it overwhelmingly. But you were the face of that measure, Kylan. Yeah. Yeah, with the flag situation, it's just a true blessing. You know, being from the state, you know, being being so young at the age of 22, just getting getting that recognition, and just basically getting getting all the support I had, just basically from different coaches, different athletes, and in the game or other sports, backing me up was a huge huge blessing for me. You know, I felt good just seeing all the the good the good the good and the bad. You know, I had the bad last. But overall, I feel like I had just great support and everything just it felt good and it was a true blessing. Kylan, we always hear about in the draft process when teams interview, there's all kinds of questions that are asked. Some of them are bizarre yeah. questions and, and, and whatnot, and some of them are actually hilariously bizarre. But in your <laughs> case, I wonder, do, have teams talked to you when they've interviewed you uh, about this, about your involvement in this and getting the flag changed and in the stance you took and in opting out. Have, has that come up and have you had to answer it and have you felt uncomfortable talking about it? Uh, yeah, it came, it came up a couple of times. You know, teams, teams really, nobody, I say nobody gave me uh, 
backlash or negative about the situation is basically supporting me behind us, the flag. So I've just been I've been feeling real comfortable coming out with the situation. I haven't fortunate for me, I haven't faced any bad questions about it. So everything's just been smooth. Where you know the mock drafts out there, projections are projections of mock drafts. But where, what's your feeling from teams as to where you might go in which round? Oh yeah, um, I've been feeling real good about the teams. You know, all of them gave me positive feedback. Uh, actually, neither one of them gave me any negative yet that I know of on the field. You know, they all tell me they know what I can do on the field. Really, we just talk off the field with me. What teams? Uh, can you give us a couple of teams that you think, you know, showed the most interest in you? Uh, yeah, really, I've really been talking to a majority of all the teams, but majority of the teams I really just been talking to constantly on a daily basis have uh, been the Arizona Cardinals, the Falcons, the Titans, and the Jets. Do you have a preferred destination or you really don't care? Oh, no, I really don't care. You know, this is a childhood dream for me, so. Whenever whatever team picks me, whatever uh, jersey and franchise I rep on the front of me, a true blessing. You know, we talked about the impact of George Floyd's killing and how on the how it impacted the sports world, including obviously your work in the flag situation down in Mississippi. What was your reaction to the verdict when it came down, um, and how it changed? You know, not only the sports world but the world in general. Uh, I feel like just. Overall, the entire case and how the verdict came down was, a, was I say, for everybody was really happy. You know, I couldn't go around anywhere without hearing about the verdict. You know, everybody happy about it. I feel like they made the right decision. You know, the entire the entire situation was wrong, and I just feel like um, the judges and everybody who who made the decision um, made the right decision, and just feel like everything right now is just in a, in a good place right now. Well said. You've accomplished a ton, even before you take your first NFL carry. Kylan, best of luck next Thursday night. Appreciate it. Thank you. Stark Vegas. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.